0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Dov Family Podcast. We have another priest of our diocese here with us, Father Scott Hill. Father Scott, thanks for making time.
1: Absolutely, always a pleasure.
0: And we're going to be discussing marriage, canon law, divorce, and annulments, which is a difficult topic. Can be a difficult topic, but uh, thankfully, Father Scott just has been is wrapping up some canon law (laughs) studies that he was doing in Washington, D.C. So it's Perfect yes. timing to put those studies to use, Father.
1: <laughs> Might as well. I just took a bunch of exams, so <laughs> it's like just another one. <laughs> Perfect.
0: So um, for those that don't know, Father Scott Hill is the pastor of St. Rose of Lima Catholic Church in Schulenberg and three mission churches. Um, so why don't we start, Father Scott, with marriage itself? What does the church teach about marriage, and how is that preserved in canon law?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So... For us, marriage, uh, we, we follow the words of our Lord, that uh, marriage is between a man and a woman, and it's, it's permanent. It's, uh, it's for life. Um, and that's what we believe about our faith. That itself is, in canon law, the definition of marriage. Um, it's, a, in a, it's when a couple exchanges consent uh, for the good of the spouses and for the procreation education of offspring. And it's a permanent commitment. But we get all that based on the Gospels. Jesus talks about that. um, Divorce was never part of God's plan. So we're just following the words of
0: our Savior. Right. And and interestingly enough, we were both in a marriage ministry workshop this morning. And the opening reading was from the Gospel of Mark chapter 10. That's right. First nine verses. Jesus is very clear and does not mince words because he's being asked about... Um, divorce, Mm -hmm. right? And he says, because of your hardness of hearts, that was provided for in the law of the Old Testament, but he said, what now, what God has brought together, no Mm -hmm. man must separate, because the two become one flesh, and that even goes all the way back to Genesis itself. Right,
1: absolutely, and that's even, we've, um, lately the Church kind of um, re-translated our, our marriage rights just like we did the mass 10 years ago so now we're doing that with all the other books and they've incorporated the exact language from the gospel in the in the rite itself that what god has joined no one may put asunder and that just comes directly from our english translation of the gospel and so yeah we just we believe marriage is permanent because jesus says so
0: right and so the church, in a way, is, is almost like trying to be a steward of what God has entrusted to the church, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. This definition of marriage,
1: right? Uh, this definition, what it's uh, meant to be, and uh, and so we're just trying to continue uh, to what our Lord gave us, um,
0: despite the yeah. challenges, despite what com- may come our way, and even mm-hmm. um, you know, other religions have have tweak that definition or change it but, but the yeah. church the catholic church is is remaining true to that definition mm-hmm. of man and a woman for life till death do us part.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's just been our understanding of it because it just we, that's just what we read. Jesus in the told us so. That's it. Right. We believe what he says about about love, mercy, heaven. Well, we we can't uh, we don't just as catholics we don't as they say pick and choose. Like we just we read the, the gospel thing. and we just um, yeah, the whole thing we accept it all. And this is what he says about marriage.
0: Yeah. And, you know, think about marriage and, and why why did God uh, set it up that way? Well, you know, I think you look at the benefits of marriage. First, within the home, the stability for children mm-hmm. to grow up and flourish and knowing they have mom and dad to count on, the beauty in that, uh, mar- or and marriage and the family unit being— mm-hmm. Defined as the cell of human society, yeah, you know that that healthy marriages are the foundation of a healthy world.
1: Absolutely, yeah, that's uh, that's one of my favorite quotes uh, from John Paul II. That um, that the marriage is the or the home is the fundamental building block of society. That you want a good society, less crime and and everything. Um, it starts at home. It starts at home having. Couples, first and foremost, living out their vows, living out their marriage promises, and, uh, and raising children in a healthy, healthy home. Like, that'll make them better, uh, grow up to be good citizens of, uh, of our world. So it all, it all begins at home. And it, doesn't, it really doesn't matter of a person's uh, faith when it comes to marriage, faith, background. Like, everyone benefits from a good marriage.
0: We all do. I mean, you uh, know. The world benefits. <laughs> right. You know. Marriages are successful absolutely i know in ecclesiastes uh I'm, I'm trying to paraphrase here but it says better uh for when basically when two people are paired up two or three or together it's like a three-ply mm-hmm. cord is not easily broken when and when one falls the other picks them up that applies to marriage you know because i know mm-hmm. in my own marriage i've had times where i've needed lord to encourage and lift me up but then it's been the opposite other times really? you really need each other to to lift each other up at different times and and live out that vocation of mm-hmm. the fullness of that vocation too of you know raising children and yeah, no, absolutely. Meet each other.
1: That's kind of what I always, uh, somehow it always comes up, comes out in my homily at a marriage about that as much as you love each other, I mean, we're still human. So unfortunately, we still make poor choices. You may do something that may hurt or offend your spouse or loved ones, whatever. But it's that commitment to what you said though at on, on your wedding day. Like we will continue to live out our promises in spite of the difficulties.
0: Yeah. And and just a little uh, tidbit on you know why it's still death do us part as we as Catholics believe that you know after death no one mm. is married in heaven anymore because we're with our Creator we're with the Triune mm-hmm. God what more else could could we want we're in eternal bliss at that point once we've returned right home.
1: yeah marriage is um, is an earthly institution yeah. um, it's it's for us uh, here it's it's a sign of God's love for us but uh, yeah it's only it's only here on earth. Uh, you will not be married to your spouse in heaven.
0: Yep, yep. And <laughs> you'll I, recognize yeah. him, for sure. Oh, I'll so be happy to say see you, Laura. Yeah. yeah, but, you know, at that point, you're reunited with God and mm-hmm. eternal happiness with Him. But, you know, uh, two other things about marriage is, well, yes, a sign of God's love, it's, and it's a way to help us get to heaven, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um absolutely. And uh, also, it's the vocation from which all other vocations come. So, you know... Oh, that's uh, true. Right, so yeah, I never thought of it that yeah, way. <laughs> it is the ori- originator of vocations because mm-hmm. all vocations come from marriage. From so marriage
1: from a family.
0: Marriage, super, it's super mm-hmm. duper important. Yeah, I, I would say so.
1: <laughs> Absolutely.
0: So our Lord handed us this teaching. He was very clear about it. Mm-hmm. We know that nowadays divorce is a reality, though that some encounter uh, divorce separation. Can Can you share with us a little bit about what does the church have to say about divorce and also how is divorce, what, does the church even use the word divorce when it thinks about the marital bond of a husband and wife and the sacrament of matrimony?
1: Right. So when it comes to divorce, it's really a, more of a civil um, issue. Like it's from the civil government and they recognize it. The Catholic church just does it. We just don't recognize divorce at all. Again, as we kind of hammered earlier <laughs> because of what our Lord says. But uh, so the way that the church handles a situation to where the, a relationship falls apart is through what we call the annulment process. A um, When a couple, a person rather, seeks a declaration of nullity. And what that is is one so the church we don't use the word divorce at all and what a declaration of nullity is is when a person a person is petitioning the church to kind of investigate investigate what we thought was a marriage
0: yeah because another uh, thing and correct me if i'm wrong but i think it relates to this as well father our lord said, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. So the church does have authority to be able to investigate and say and potentially declare Mm. a marriage null if if one of the uh, conditions of marriage was not met. Is that accurate?
1: Yeah, I would say so. And it's also partly because we do believe from um, from the Bible passage, as you just said a while ago, that we do believe God is working as well when he's when when couples are getting married. And so for us, it's like, well, we we also want to be sure too. <laughs> like, right. We, we don't want to be breaking up couples that actually—
0: Well, ideally, the engagement process is also the Church helping this couple examine, is this Discerning. true? Yeah, that's true. Because—so conditions to marry. Uh, we're doing these all taller head. We didn't pre-plan these, but right, okay, it's, it's yeah. free. It's you're free to marry, right? right? Meaning you're not Freedom. in a previous marriage, or you're not a um, member of a religious community that's still mm-hmm. on religious questionnaires, and we might think, well, that's why right. is that there? Yes. But, yes. you know, centuries ago that— you had to ask things like that <laughs> right yeah right. You know nowadays maybe you do too. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: Abduction is on there too <laughs> yep
0: yep so so the person has to be free to marry you know no shotgun weddings or things like mm-hmm. that you're free to no marry more. you and then part of it too Father is you you understand that this is a lifelong commitment. the church mm-hmm. actually takes three steps to, to to verify this in the priest asks you when you first meet mm-hmm. right yes. you get witnesses yes forms witness forms even. The church educates you about the sacrament, and then lastly, mm-hmm. your vows itself, mm-hmm. right? And then that, so it basically, that you—it's basically in a nutshell—is you know what you're getting into. You're free to do it, and you right. say yes.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I always think yeah, freedom is definitely a huge part of it, and it's not. Yeah, we make sure you have to make sure you're free from. I said no shot. Uh, can't have any shotgun weddings, or yeah, you haven't been abducted or. Or a religious part of religious order or something like that, but it's also just to make sure that the couples are truly choosing each other, right? So you can't yeah. you can't force anybody to marry. You. That's that's not love. love <laughs> that is you are a free choice. It's a free choice. Absolutely, you are freely choosing this person as your spouse, and through the dating process and engagement process, all that. It's I mean, you should know by the end if they're yeah. <laughs> freely choosing you as well. Uh, if you're unsure, then. I'm going to talk to your priest before you get married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and myself. another aspect
0: about that is the Catholic understanding of just free will being so important mm-hmm. to our faith, human dignity, allowing the people to make their free choice, and how our Lord, um, you know, if we're on uh, well, Father Scott's camera in the back, you can see our Lord and his sacred heart that oh. Christ freely chose the church because— and, you know, he was mocked and said, why not take yourself down from the cross? He chose to purchase his bride. He chose to, pur- to He chose the church. He models mm-hmm. that for us, that uh, it is a, f- a choice freely given. And mm-hmm. that's love. Love is a free choice.
1: Absolutely. Choosing the good for another, as uh, Thomas Aquinas said yeah, 800 years ago. <laughs> s- still using that definition. Choosing to
0: love, as Bishop Gary Yonick <laughs> said. It oh. still echoes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so okay. So with divorce, that's more of a of a civil situation. Mm-hmm. Now, the church does recognize there may be times for a married couple to separate or the, a divorce to even take place. Do you mind explaining when that might be? Like, what kind of situations would it take for that to be possibly permissible?
1: Right. So. As we said, it, we definitely when when a couple gets married, we believe that it is for life, it is permanent. But there can situations can arise. Uh, I would say the more extreme, but yeah, if your if your life is in danger or something, or there's some you know terrible abuse going on, and you can definitely get out because <laughs> I would because I would argue then like those aren't, I mean, really signs of you know someone that isn't maybe they're not living out their own marriage vows, but that's with our annulment process. It's what well, we can investigate. And well, maybe then this actually wasn't yeah. a marriage then um, if, if they, if we would declare it, null, uh, So yeah, so definitely that if you have, a, if there's something like that going on for sure. But I guess the thing to always be weary of though, is just because you've maybe fallen on hard times or something right. like, right. No, we do take, Again, those words serious. Um, in in good times and in bad, like to
0: in sickness and in health mm -hmm,
1: to to stick with each other and and uh, and and to that's how we that's how we
0: model Christ's love that He stuck with the church even when the Mm -hmm. church spat upon Him when the church the His people were rejecting Mm Him. Right, Christ modeled that for us that we can live out that heroic uh, virtue through the sacramental grace too. Right, we believe Mm -hmm. there's grace within that sacrament. That's a sacred moment. Christ enters into that union and a valid marriage, it's like a treasure trove of graces ready for mm-hmm. you to, yeah, to, to get through I mean, them, to live the vows.
1: You receive graces, and when you go to Mass, we go to confession, well, you have graces to live out your, your sacramental marriage, absolutely. And and so it is possible, but difficult,
0: but yeah. possible. And for you as well as a priest, too. The, the oh, grace yeah. no, is from sure. your vocation, mm-hmm. you know, to live absolutely. out your commitment to us, the church, your bride right. in good times. and in bed. Oh, I definitely need grace for sure. <laughs> grace and a little bit of shiner. That's why I tell people that's, that's what I survive on. <laughs> well, um, so, so on that note, father of, you know, we're talking about annulments. So a nullity, a, someone pursuing a declaration of nullity, what they what, what the church is helping them helping to discern is one of those conditions we mentioned earlier was not met the day of the wedding. Mm-hmm. A nullity is not about what happened 10, 20, 30 years later. Those things can be fruits of potentially the real cause. It's really trying to examine back on that day, basically where the person know what they were getting into, were they free to choose, and, and did they give their yes. So yeah, is that it's, accurate?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's investigating what was happening at the time Consent was giving because so, consent makes the marriage. Consent makes that's the marriage. Absolutely, it's not the, when the mm-hmm. ring is put on it. No, it's it's whenever they finish when, when they make their vows. That's yeah. you're married right then, and uh, and so the annulment process is investigating what was going on around that time, and definitely looking into the the life you know before marriage. So the upbringing of of the couple. Um, and then just whatever what the mindset was, their understanding mm-hmm. of what what they had of marriage, and, uh, and and a lot of and a lot of it can come out during the marriage. I mean, so you'll see the I guess signs. But yeah, but it's not about exactly what happened after. It's always about what was going on at the time of consent. Yeah, and that's what we the church investigates to potentially give these declarations of, of nullity.
0: Right. And um, I know it's a lengthy process, too, to examine, Mm -hmm. but I also just kind of want to highlight, too, that, you know, someone looking into marriage in the church might see a church website and say, six to 12 months to prepare. I don't have, you know, that's too long. Mm -hmm. But the church in her wisdom is wants to make sure it's helping you understand the vows because we really yeah. want to help you live up to those vows. And we really, the church wants to help you understand mm-hmm. that covenant, that covenantal relationship you're entering into.
1: Absolutely. And, and something that I, once after after I became ordained and started attempting to do marriage preparation uh, with couples, it made me realize that it's very similar to what I went through in becoming a priest And that, yes, it's a seven-year process, um, minimum. And part of the reason that it it takes so long is, yes, there's education. Yes, there's formation and working on. There's there's always various uh, ministries we do, um, helping poor, teach CCD, whatever it may be. But ultimately, overall, it's just kind of the underlying question is, do you feel God is calling you to this? Mm -hmm. And do you feel called to this can you see yourself doing this so that's part of the reason why seminary just takes forever and and i see it it's wisdom in that and so i see it's also kind of similar in the marriage preparation process no we're not gonna make anybody go through a seven year uh you know engagement period no one be getting married in the church if that was the case Uh, (laughs) but that's the that's the reason that process is there is to make sure You do know what you're getting into. What you're saying yes
0: to. Yeah. Funny stories. My parents' wedding anniversary is today. Actually. Oh. Okay. They were dating or slash engaged for seven years. Oh, that was my dad's choice more than my mom's. (laughs) But yeah, yeah. Just wanted uh, to be sure. That's that's right. That's right. Um, (laughs) He takes his time with decisions. But uh, yeah, and you know, so six to twelve months in the grand scheme of things doesn't you know Mm -hmm. isn't isn't that long. But the other thing about marriage preparation is it doesn't begin then. It started. From when you were an infant, and what you saw growing up, you know, and discerning too, you know, what path am I going to take in life? Mm-hmm. And and um, so and and
1: just to say about the six to twelve months thing, it's yeah, a lot of it has to do with just uh, sure the, the the paperwork, but it's you know we still do things by snail mail, right? You know, that's the only way we we do a lot of our communication with the with the annulment process, so give the postal service a few days to get the the packages and letters delivered and, and it's just it's getting people to uh, cooperate honestly as yeah. well because you'll need witnesses and witness testimonies and things like that and it's just so it's just getting everyone in a way to cooperate and so that's a large part of the process
0: which it, process are you talking about Father? the annulment process we uh, prep- now, now we're, okay yeah yeah switch on that <laughs> no but, <laughs> but well well that's that's let's talk about the annulment process though okay. because so when we were talking about marriage prep we were talking about typically six to 12 months to prepare so for marriage i
1: i've been july 1st i became pastor but i was still doing canon law so i've really kind of officially just two weeks ago kind of took over and i think i'm ready surfing suffering from pastor brain i got, <laughs> i double booked myself last yeah. night for example oh, man. <laughs> anyway so uh yeah i was i was switching on you i i forgot we were talking about marriage still and i was ready for <laughs> the annulment talk
0: yeah so well they kind of they kind of they can they can mirror each other in in a way though because so the marriage preparation process is typically six to twelve months, the annulment process can can take just as long or longer because mm-hmm. it, it is is very involved so you're saying about there's witnesses involved it's taking Correct. even maybe more. Of an intense examination than during the preparation process, would you say that, Father, mm-hmm. to go back and re-examine?
1: Yeah, and a lot of it is uh, there's for the for the person who is requesting the church to investigate. Right, they're petitioning it, so we call them the petitioner. And there's there's a, a lot of questions on just kind of um, the background information and just address and things like that, communications. And but then there's a whole section of just a lot of questions to answer and for it, it's the reason there's so many questions is it's just it, it's like painting a picture you know mm-hmm. for the the people in the tribunal which is our court you know that's where these these annulments go uh, just to paint a picture for them so they understand uh, who you are who the ex-spouse is and just the situation and like I say the whole uh, upri- upbringing is uh, is in there for the questions, the, the dating life, engagement life, marriage, and so forth, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's just trying to paint a complete picture. And a lot of it too can um, it, it can be seen as really a healing process as well, especially if especially if if it got nasty or if there was something, yeah, hurtful. Uh, that a lot of times I think we're naturally as humans, we kind of just want to, you know, move on, move on from that, from that pain, that hurt, whatever it was, don't look at it, just, just move on with life. And so it can be, it can be painful going back to look at and and, and relive or just rethink about those memories, but it can also really be a genuine healing though, too, because it probably, there's a good chance that maybe it never happened but uh but yeah it's all so all those questions are just trying to paint a complete picture of of just what happened and uh and then we asked for a handful of witnesses who knew the marriage who who knew y'all as a couple and to answer questions as well yeah and uh and so and just all that is what takes some of the time throughout yeah. this throughout this process and um uh, one thing I, I would say just when it comes to the The nullity process itself is that pope francis a couple years ago actually maybe about five or six now he um he eliminated a what we call the um the second instance court which is um the court of appeals basically so our 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 tribunal is in a way kind of set up similarly to in this the whole not just here in victoria but the church uh, similar to just our government you have your local courts and then you we have a higher process or appeals and all that different Mm -hmm. levels and uh, so anyway uh, some of the horror stories people might have heard is that when it would take two three more years you know for the annulment to go through it's because at least here in texas every annulment a diocese did it would automatically be appealed to san antonio which was the only appellate court essentially for the whole state of texas Mm -hmm. so in texas there's 26 million people Mm -hmm. and so i don't know just whatever you can just imagine with the those going through these annulments everyone would end up in san antonio and so that's why it just Mm -hmm. the process took longer well it it was it was in 2015 fall of 15 uh, pope francis said no he trusts all the court of first instances so that's just our own court here in victoria that he believes in our competency and, and our ability to uh, to read these cases, judge these cases, and once we make a decision on a case, mm-hmm. that's it. It's yeah. that is final. Now there you can people can still appeal those decisions and stuff, but that's up to them. Yeah. But otherwise, once once say our tribunal would rule on an annulment case, bam, it's it's done.
0: Yeah. Well, one so It's thing- not quite as long. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one thing I I just wanted to highlight is that the church is here for folks wherever they fall in this spectrum. Mm -hmm. So preparing for marriage, we were just in the morning with several other parishes, Mm -hmm. uh, collaborating, sharing resources that we want to do everything we can to help couples enter into marriage with full knowledge, with all the resources they need, and also the resources after the wedding day. We're here to help them. We, in our dream world, right, there's no divorce. There's Mm -hmm. no annulments that they all stay true to our Lord's words. Um, but the church does recognize that in our human failings, sometimes the ideal does not manifest, right? Or Mm -hmm. someone goes through the motions of marriage prep, and we really caution couples against this. Don't go through marriage prep, nodding your head. Be real, be open, so we can help you discern if this is what God wants for you. And we recognize that for certain extreme cases, divorce is a reality. Mm -hmm. You know, so for, for those pursuing nullities, we have that, Annulment process that thinks that the, the that the covenant wasn't entered into that day. There was something mm-hmm. deficient in the vows on one or two both parties. But even for those that have been that have experienced divorce or separation, uh, our local diocese hosts a group called Surviving Divorce, and we are meeting again Thursday, September 9th, for thirteen weeks on Thursdays, with the exception of Thanksgiving, at Our Lady of Victory in Victoria. It's led by two. Facilitators who have been through divorce themselves. And what we really help folks to do in that group is meet other people who have experienced this. Um, the first portion of the session is really about emotions that are associated with a divorce, giving those things time to heal because it is like losing a person in a way. A relationship is lost. Um, then, in the middle, uh, we can't talk about practicalities, you know, because there's financial mm-hmm. things thing about, it comes to raising children things thing about. Yeah. But then all takes us towards the end we talk about authentic hope and healing in God. Mm-hmm. You know, and we do educate on the annulment process throughout that. So I just encourage anyone that that they themselves or who knows anyone that, that might benefit from that group, surviving divorce starts Thursday, September ninth. You go to victoriadiocese.org slash surviving divorce for more information. And the first session really is designed as a come and see. We just want you to know the church is, is here for you. Um, so uh Father Scott, maybe we can Close with um, you know, any, any anything you feel like you might have missed in, in our overview here. I mean, if you could sum up, you know, marriage, yeah. <laughs> annulments, divorce. Yeah. What would you say, Father? Any parting words?
1: Well, the the only things that a uh, couple things that came to mind were, one, if you do need an annulment, uh, don't be afraid. Yeah. Go, go talk to your pastor. Um, or
0: even if you think maybe you do. Just mm-hmm. even beginning the process, right? Yeah. I mean just, just taking that step forward. See what does the Lord have for you in that next mm-hmm. step? What what's he going to don't show? Don't be you? afraid, I guess, well, don't sit and mm-hmm. at home and just
1: And all and yeah. also know too there's every once in a while you we, you'll run across it as um, people thinking, well if they've because they are divorced but they haven't done the annulment yet that then they can't, you know, go to communion, go to confession. And if, of course that's not true at all. It's only it only becomes an issue is when someone remarries
0: Without the annulment, uh, without the, the annulment, so and
1: and which would mean they would have to have been married outside the church, so right. married by JP or or whatever it may be, uh, or if they're, they begin cohabitating with someone, right. Those those are the only reasons. But if you're if you're divorced and you're you're living just by yourself or with your kids, uh, definitely yeah. you can still take part in the sacramental life of the church.
0: May important part of clarification too. We we didn't really. Uh, crystallized earlier is that there's almost it's like there's the church's marriage and the civil marriage a lot of times when you Mm -hmm. get married i mean 99.9 percent of marriages in the the united states when you're married by the church it's also the day of your civil marriage Mm -hmm. right because you're acting as an agent of the state and the church at that moment no i do but you have binding things are binded in the church Mm -hmm. and that's why the nullity is separate from divorce because that's a civil matter um but then we also have the instances where if, if someone's listening and they are only married civilly and want to bring their marriage into the church. That's called, you might have heard, convalidation, or is it, what's the formal term in canon law, regularization, normalization? Simple convalidation. Convalidation. Mm -hmm. I mean, so that is also something the church offers people. In layman's
1: terms, you often hear blessing. Yeah. My marriage blessed. My marriage blessed in the church. in reality, for the church, we say, you're just getting married. Yeah, so exactly. So (laughs) the church is here for We're marrying you.
0: The church is here for you too. If you're mm-hmm. listening and think, you know, I'd really love to have my marriage brought mm-hmm. into the Catholic Church, have that sacramental grace available. My wife and I, we're here for you. Do we got it mm-hmm. all? Yeah. No.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> and then uh, two more things I was uh, that popped to my mind were one is, and I've heard this to, uh, before too from people that they're they're afraid to uh, write down, I guess, you know, to, about what happened. Like, they're, like they're they're maybe they're afraid of either being too honest or like they don't want to. And it's like no honesty is what we need. That's how we get it. Priests are used to a lot of honesty. Absolutely, right. <laughs> absolutely. So be open. Uh, and the whole the whole process is confidential, of course. So right. it's it's not going to get advertised anywhere. And uh, just be open. Whatever. When those questions uh, get personal, and whatever you write, what happened? Just write what happened. Yeah. Um, let us know. And then secondly. Every once in a while, I'll also hear people bring up the question about children. Like, well, what does yeah. this mean, though, if you're right. saying, oh, now, wait, so we were never married? And the 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 term the church uses is putative. It's uh-huh. a putative marriage, which basically just means we, well, we thought it was a marriage. Because when okay. every couple gets married, we assume. You're assuming the best because you can't assuming, read their hearts and absolutely, lines, right? So we only investigate when we're asked to, when a person is seeking this declaration of nullity, and if the nullity is granted and there were children conceived in what we thought was a marriage, you know, it's, it's not their fault. It's not the couple's fault. It's no one's fault. And, and so that's why we just called it, it was a putative marriage. just means we thought they were married at the time the children were born of that, what we thought was a marriage. But I also would say as well that it's, it's 2021. It's not yeah. as scandalous as maybe 1921 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of being a, a single parent raising children. So don't don't let that be a, an issue either.
0: Yeah, the, the church is here for you. So mm-hmm. um, just, just want to make that final point again, the church is here for you. If, if you are preparing for marriage, we want to help you have the best marriage possible. We want to help you know what you're getting into, have all the resources you need. Um, and, and just
1: as we said at the very beginning, we're all rooting for you. We're all, for all, we're marriages, all rooting for you. The whole world benefits from good, healthy marriages.
0: A- absolutely. So, uh, you know, and also if you're, if you're married and want to strengthen it, we also have a Choosing to Love Marriage weekend coming up October 8th through 10th. I'll put the link in the show notes for that. Um, and also the link to our Surviving Divorce Group, though, for those where um, divorce or separation has taken place. You know, we're here for you. In all cases, as Christ uh, in the image above Father Scott's shoulder there, um, his sacred heart, is here for all of us. And Mary in the middle is is, um, mother of all Christians. Uh, The church is here for you no matter what you've been through. So, um, Father Scott, thank you again for making time for this. We wanted to be just 20 minutes, but, man, once we got talking, just couldn't stop. Really great, really great stuff to understand the the depth of the church's teachings. Um, So would you mind, Father, closing us in a prayer?
1: Absolutely, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Heavenly Father, we we thank you for our time together and our discussion, and we pray for for all marriages out there that you may may strengthen uh, the couples' love uh, for one another, and in especially though we do pray for all those who may be may be suffering, those who did experience a recent uh, divorce, or those who are. Are going through the the nullity process, we just ask that you just bring about healing in their lives, healing and, and closure, and and to let them know and be aware of of your love for them, and that the church uh, the church is here for them. We're here for everyone, and we just want to continue to uh, to bring your your love uh, into the world, and we ask all this through Christ, our Lord. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Oh,